KBLA Talk 1580. Good morning and God bless. I'm Dominique DePrima. The show is First Things First. And my first thing today and every day, giving thanks, giving praise, asking for blessings from God, asking for the blessings of the ancestors and the elders, and getting it going. Let's stir the pot. Let's talk about it. Let's do this. What do we do around here for those who are new? And I, you know, it's funny. I have some people that listen all the time and they just like it when I say it. Hour one, we go uh, look at what's happening on the left coast. We look to the local. Hour two, we go national, international, and beyond with freestyle phones. Bring up whatever topic you want. Hour three, we do a deep dive with a person of interest, a topic of interest. We get into it. Um, in hour three today, well, it's a messy Monday. It's always a messy Monday inspired by... Uh, Big John, I call it my opinionated friend's take on relationships. Today's opinionated friend happens to be an expert. She's a, a psychologist. Uh, Dr. Uh, Shalonda Crawford will join me in hour three. We're going to help you and me straighten out our relationship mess ahead of the holidays. You're always invited in, 800-920-1580. That's how you get in, reciprocity, talk, talk back. That's what we do around here. And you are first on the list, 800-920-1580. Joining me this morning, uh, making it out here on uh, <laughs> in, in the middle of the early morning hour uh, to join me in studio, he is um, the founder of a group called Second Call. I hope you know them by now. He's a CEO also. It's a violence reduction and reentry organization uh, in the greater Los Angeles area, longtime activist, and he is truly making an impact on this community, if you know, you know. Skip Townsend, good morning. Good morning, Dominique. Thank you for having me on. Happy and solar you, return. Thank woo, you. Woo, woo, nice woo, day. Woo, 59 woo. plus one today. What? Yeah, you just mentioned a name, Dr. Crawford. Dr. Shalonda Crawford. Sunshine. Dr. Sunshine. Yes, yeah, indeed. She, she tries to make me cry. Oh. No, 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 no. Okay, good. I well, avoid her. Yeah, I, she does make me cry, and I just go for it. <laughs> you know, just big, ugly tears. Right. Yeah, but I'm I'm happy to have her in. Of course, yes, she has her own show Sunday mornings. Yes. But well, uh, it's great to see you live and in person. It's what a way to, to celebrate your uh, born day, right? Yes, indeed. Starting it off right here at KBLA fifteen eighty. Yep, 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 yep. So. Um, Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I mean, I know there was probably a time in your life when you didn't ma think you'd make it to 59 plus one. Not just that. I mean, I didn't think I was going to make it to 21. I didn't think I was going to make it to 25, 32. Um, <laughs> 1986, I was 120 pounds and I went to uh, prison system. There were girls in the sixth grade bigger than me, Dominique. What? <laughs> when you? So when you... Uh, went to prison, yeah. you were small. I was about 120-something pounds. Yeah. You know, you can go to any just, elementary just school. and a bigger was, than me. There was, there was uh, <laughs> six great girls bigger than me. What? Playing handball and stuff. Yeah, so I didn't think I was going to make it through life, you know. But How I, did you get in that predicament to be, you know, at such a young age? Uh, careless. Just making all the poor choices, you know, running after people who were two, three years older than me, and mm. instead of, you know, going after an education, instead of doing the right thing, I had choices, you know, uh, some people say there are no choices in the environment, but 
There really are. I just well, we always have choices, choices, but we don't necessarily have support for the choices, right? I mean, right. I, I, I know you, you take responsibility for your life. Right. I'm not suggesting. Right. I take responsibility for mine. I've made some sucky choices along the way myself. But there are conditions. Yes. Yes. So a lot of people, you know, talk about the the syndrome, the, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful, but the crabs in the barrel type thing. Right. But, you know, um, as um, Tanya uh, that you just had on your show, yes. as she always talks about that they don't belong in a barrel. You know, so when you put um, people or it, when you create the conditions that create us to start pulling each other down and talking about each other and hurting one another, um, we I really can't blame myself as much as I can blame the conditions I'm in. It's survival. Right. It's, survival it's competition mode. for scarce resources. Yeah. In certain communities, those resources are more scarce. Right. It's true. Crabs don't belong in a barrel. Right. And and uh, if you missed the conversation uh, with uh, Miss Tanya, you can you can hear it wherever you get your podcasts. Our all of our shows are available for free wherever you get podcasts or on our app. Right. So so um, you did you have an aha moment where you turned your life around? Was it gradual or was it like um, you know? Was it an incident? What was it? Because usually I, I, what I, when I talk to people over the years, a lot of times it's, you know, they get shot or something. Right. So, yeah, in 1998, uh, 1988, I'm sorry, um, I'm sitting here thinking, how am I going to survive this? I'm fresh out of prison. And, and before I went to prison, violence was up. But in 1988, it was, ooh, Wait, 98? Or no, 88, I'm 88. sorry. 88, okay, yeah. 88. So in 1988, it was like, ooh, we is every day I'm getting shot at. Each and every day, it was it was like being in in you know in war, you know. Going right, to, right. Going that to, that was peak crack days, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, I always thought peak crack days was eighty four, <laughs> eighty five, and that was some horrible violence. Yeah, yeah. But I went to prison and came home, and it was overwhelming violence. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out how am I going to survive, and I just I gave up and said, well, this is probably going to be the year that I lose my life. Um, so that moment I was thinking, I have to get out the violence, but I didn't stop the criminal like behavior or mentality. Wow. I just stopped being violent because I figured that was attracting the violence to me. Kind of like a nonviolent criminal. Yeah. Just, Hey, I'm going to focus on money. I'm going to focus on, <laughs> you know, how do I make money and, uh -huh. and live a lifestyle? Uh -huh. But, uh, 1998, yeah, the whole 10 thing years changed. later, 10 years later, it all changed for me because now I've been back and forth in and out of jail. And now I was facing a life sentence and my father passed away and it gave me time to reflect. Um, you know, my family was telling me you can't come home for the funeral because it's because of my violent history. So I started thinking, how did I become violent? And, you know, uh, because it would cause drama at the funeral. Well, no, they said I couldn't come because of my violent history that. I was a, a danger to society and they wanted us to pay like $10,000 just to go to the church. I was going to be handcuffed. I couldn't go to the repast, wow. you know, that type of thing. And they said, no, nah, we don't have 10,000 to pay for them to drive you down here. Wow. So that was, so you, okay. So you were, so that was the, the aha that moment. Point. Like, you know, how did I become violent? And I started thinking I was taught if somebody hits me, I need to hit them back. Right. If they're bigger than me, I need to pick up something and knock the dog out of them. <laughs> you know, I, I was talking. Right, these right, things, right, you know? right. My Mo brother hit me in the head with a fire truck, and I told my mother, and she grabbed me and said, Stop telling. Everybody like a tattletale. You go in there and fight him. Y'all the same age. 
I'm like, Mama, that boy bigger than me. He's two years older than me. But she's thinking about pregnancy nine months, had a baby, got pregnant again, nine months, had a baby. So, right. oh, you guys the same age. No, we're not. That's at least 18 months, but, you know. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, but but a lot of us do say that kind of stuff to our kids, right? right. You, you're supposed to, you're not, you're supposed to go <laughs> right. beat the crap out of them. That's what exactly. you're supposed to do. Man up. Yeah, but see, the difference was he has the same mom as me. So she taught him the same thing. So we just right. in there fighting. Right. Yeah. So I learned how to be violent. Right. So when I hit the streets, if you can't hit as hard as my brother, if if you can't fight <laughs> like my brother, then you got a problem. He set a high bar. He set a high bar. Wow. So, so 1998, Papa passes. Yeah. You don't get to go to the funeral. And you're reflecting on this in, yes. while incarcerated. While incarcerated. In the hole at that. What? They put me in the hole. That was the Which reward I got. Solitary confinement. Yes, it's 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 not. It used to be twenty three hours in the cell and one hour out. No, nah, it was like uh, fourteen days of straight, never leaving the cell, no visits, what? no nothing. Yeah. Wow. How do you survive that and not lose your mind? Uh, I was losing it. You were losing your mind. I was was talking to the rat. We call him Freeway Freddy. (laughs) I was in there talking to the rat. I would leave stuff in my shoe so that I wasn't going nowhere. I wasn't using the shoe. So I would leave stuff in the shoe and think if he he started eating, he'll stay in there. But he would just eat the food and leave. Wow. Even the rat wouldn't hang out. (laughs) Right. That's crazy. You got to stay in here. I don't. Well, that's so sad. But I remember asking that question of Geronimo uh, G. Jaga Pratt when right. he was released after 27 oh, years, yeah, most of it time. in the hole. And he told me he had to work out and exercise yeah. every day. And, you know, I was like, well, I work out five days a week. He said, nah, sister, yeah. seven. Every single day right. we do Tai Chi, he would yeah. work out. I I was just shocked at his positive mindset when he came out. I was like, I would be probably... Not just insane, but mean. Yeah. One of the things, though, being incarcerated is there are books. And it just matters, you know, what book you choose. So, you know, when I was first incarcerated, I'm reading Iceberg Slim, Donald Goins. (laughs) You know, so I'm learning more and more ignorance. I'm learning the ignorance of other people. But, you know, somebody like Geronimo Pratt, of course, he's reading books that, you know, help educate. And, you know, so he's getting an education. He's working out. And, you know, those are the, the role models for most individuals that go to prison is have that consistency. Fast forward to today. We're talking with Skip Townsend. We're going to get his take on what's going on in these streets uh, and in City Hall and uh, find out how we get from 1998 to where we are right now at the solar return of one of L.A.'s really, I would say, mostly unsung treasures. Skip Townsend is my guest and you're listening to KVLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Your ancestors' favorite radio station. Radio station. And your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique DePrima right now. Right now. We are back to me. We're back to Skip Townsend. And uh, shout out to the uh, folks on the chat in YouTube. If you want to join, just go to YouTube.com and type in KBLA1580. And for those of you who are already posted up in the chat, please hit the like. Please subscribe to us. It makes all the difference in the world. You can find us on social media, every platform, KBLA1580. You can find me at DePrima Radio, and I'll be happy to see you there. What are folks talking about? Ronald, Ronald Malone says... Uh, Shout out to our guest. He also said top of the morning KBLA family. 
good morning to me and a shout out to you. Lots of, um, lots of, um, you know, of love on your solar return. Apparently I fixed it, Miles. <laughs> okay, he's got something going on. See how I did that, MacGyver? Anyway, we're talking with um, Skip Townsend. Fast forward to today. We're talking about your life. Um, I said we're going to find out what you think about what's going on in these streets. The Gentile killer says what's going on in the streets is hunger and houselessness. I think we know that, um, sadly. And uh, hopefully all of us are doing something, whatever we can do in whatever lane we're in, to make a difference. Uh, Know that that is something that... uh, you deal with, in fact, you're doing a food giveaway, right, for the holiday. Well, we were going to do a food giveaway, but every Tuesday before Thanksgiving, we do a turkey giveaway. Um, and we're going to have about 800 turkeys, 3500 South Normandy Avenue, the Abundant Life Christian Church. Uh, and we've been there since, I want to say, 2009. And we've been doing the food giveaway since about, I think, 2010. So Wow, that's a lot of years. It's a lot of years, a lot of turkeys, and, and they go so fast. We always want to start at 8 o'clock in the morning, but by 9, 30, 10 o'clock, they're all gone. Wow. Yeah. So, so I'm sure people are lined up early. People are lined up early, and, and you know. But uh, it's the same place where we help people get careers, mm. and we get about 35 people, you know, every, every Thursday night at uh, 6 p.m., and we're handing out careers the same way we hand out turkeys, you know. We educate the people. And matter of fact, uh, a lot of them are working next door to, you know, where you are now. So, you know, just. Yeah, you, the ones that have gone through the second call program. Yes, that are currently building Destination Crenshaw. And I got to say, I love seeing all the guys from second call and women. Right. When I come to work, they're, you know. They're really on time. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> when no. I come so to they work. they have to be at work at six o'clock, and when I got here at about five forty, they were already sitting yeah, in the trailer. They're, they're yeah, they're posted working. up. Yeah. yeah, they have a uh, they have to be two hours early before they could ever be two minutes late. You know. Yeah. Well, they're amazing, and um, but a lot of these guys, you know, come from situations with different kinds of conditions that we were talking about or experiences that are maybe similar to yours or maybe different but for whatever reason they got an in a conundrum where they're not able to get their life on track and that's part of what second call does yeah so one of the assistant uh, superintendents next door he was telling me that you know he has three monitors on his computer and all the work he's doing and you know after seven years in prison um shout out to Fagan. um but so I called. I said, well, where's my other guy? Where, where's Charles? And he said, oh, he's in his office. So I called Charles and said, hey, how many monitors do you have in your office? And he didn't understand the question. He said, how many murders I have? He said, well, I had the one murder, the manslaughter. And <laughs> oh I said, man, I'm not, I'm not asking you that. <laughs> I'm asking you about monitors. And, you know, but I mean, it's, wow. it's, it's a beautiful thing to come out of, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, you know, the housing, the enclosed housing where you don't have a key and you can't come home and you waiting on visit and package to be to have the freedom, um, not just to be free, but to employ others. Mm. You know, one is a carpenter, one's an electrician, and, you know, they, they have so many people working under them. And it's a beautiful thing that they're um, giving back to society because of second chances. Yeah, know. and those are careers. I mean, those aren't Definitely. even survival jobs. Those are like old-fashioned. Uh, yeah, they'd be mad if I told you how much money they make. Yeah, but, <laughs> well, it's none of my business. Right. <laughs>
but I can guess. Yes. <laughs> um, so l- let's go back to 1998. Yes. Your um, your dad passes away. Yes. You're, you're stuck with, you know, the rodent. Right. So I'm I'm looking at 40 years, and I go to trial, and I beat it. I beat it in trial. Uh, still couldn't go home. Still had a couple months to do violation, probation, whatever it was. And I came home and said, that's it. I'm never putting myself in these situations again. And I got in a tow truck and said, I'm I'm working with a 310 motor in the very next year when they first started. And I'm up and down the freeway. I'm towing for Baby and all these other Brandy and Ray J. I'm towing for all the celebrities, all the basketball players. And I said, that's it. That's how I'm going to stay out the community. But my children started repeating the the clothing that I was wearing, the language that I was using. Um, they're smoking and drinking. I'm going up to the school, and I was like, man, what do I do? And, um, you know, in 2004, by me going out the country, I violated probation again. So I end up in jail, and there was a list on the window that said, sign up for the American program in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> on the window in, in jail. In jail, right. Oh, wow. There was a list. And I said, Shout I out know. to Jim Brown. May he rest in peace. Yes, indeed. Jim Brown, Bo Taylor. Um, it was Looney and uh, uh, May sleep. he rest Leon in Taff. peace. Uh, yeah, yeah. Le- Leon's alive. but Yeah, yeah I haven't Looney seen Leon in forever, but I was talking yeah, about Looney. Yeah. yeah. So I signed up and I said, oh, these are my guys. I can't wait. And. You know, they was telling me they was going to get me in, but they couldn't right then. So when I came home, I'm thinking that I, I need to change, but um, I, I don't know. I didn't gravitate in 2005, and, you know, I was around Bo a lot. And finally in 2006, he said, man, are you serious? What you going to do? He said, you've been just hanging out, man. What you going to do? And I said, no, nah, I'm going to do it. So in 2006, I made the commitment. 2005, I was just a... A leech, just hang For those who don't know, Bo, Bo Taylor was uh, a gang intervention, a similar kind of situation, but not really. Nah, he was worldwide. Not really. I'm not worldwide. I'm nationwide. Bo, mm. Bo went with Tavis Smiley. He went with um, James Ingram and Harry Belafonte. I can't think of who else was on that trip. They they went to South Africa. They yeah. went to Venezuela. I heard about they that. They went to other places, right? Yeah. Well, I was, you know, when I first came to L.A., I was blessed to be in, uh, I had an assistant who, you know, was like, you need to meet these people, because I'm trying to get to know L.A. This is in the 90s, and I went to the back room of the radio station where he had arranged, it was about, let's say about 20 guys in a big circle, and Bo was, you know, the leader of that group, a lot of people there (laughs) that really helped me understand L.A., and I was, you know... That's how I became part of the the movement, um, the, the peace movement or whatever you want to call it, yes, humanitarian uh, community movement. So you decide to get serious. What does that mean? What does it mean to make a commitment and not be, uh, what did you call it, a leech? Right. <laughs> so the commitment was me and Bo had a conversation and he said, um, how much money do you make driving a tow truck? And I told him about $3,000 a week. And he said, well, Skip, I can't give you that. He said, I have a contract. I can give you 1500 And I said, man, how do you guys live off of 1500 a week? He said, it's not a week. It's a month. <laughs> so the commitment was I gave up 
my lifestyle at $3,000 a week to live in a humble lifestyle of 1500 a month. And when I made that commitment, um, I started going places, asking the county supervisors, Mark Ridley Thomas, and asking um, council member Bernard Parks, and I, why aren't you funding Unity One? Why are you allowing us to be out here giving our lives and not getting any money? And a lot of people said, Skip, we offered Bo money. He wouldn't take it because Bo didn't want to do the paperwork. He didn't want to, um, you know, he didn't want to be held by, you know, by whatever the boundaries were of the limitations of that money. So I said, man, Bo, I'm about to start going after this money. I can't live off 1500 <laughs> So Somebody's uh, got to write some grants around. Right, so I, I had that conversation with him so many times. That was, you know, later because at first nobody wanted to help. Right. At first they wouldn't even sit down at the table. Right. I remember trying to convene a meeting at the beat back then mm-hmm. um, and, you know, reaching out. I was like, oh, I'm all idealistic. I'm like, oh, Bo, I can make it happen. I got, you know... Nation, I got Bo, I got the radio station to agree to it, and none of the authorities, none of the lawmakers, none of the um, law enforcement. They wouldn't, they just wouldn't even sit down for a conversation. Right. Bo was very aggressive too, though, you know. So yeah. Bo would call him out on how he felt. Yeah. He wouldn't find a humble way. It was an off air conversation. Right. Yeah, no, there was no humble way <laughs> for sure. No right, humble right, way for right. sure. But, um, the radio station did end up, you know, and, 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 you know, every every organization that I've been involved with has ended up supporting in some kind of way mm-hmm. um, that movement. But that so that's the origin of Second Call. You were like, I'm going to yes. do this. I'm going to be working inside the system while you work outside the system. Right. Well, that that was still for Unity One. So Second Call was the thought. But Bo and Jim would bark at each other, you know, and I'm like, hey, what are y'all doing? And within a few months, I saw that they were going head to head and it was going to be a split. And I told Bo, as much as I love Bo, I've been knowing what Bo was doing back in the 90s, but it was actually Looney who convinced me when he was talking to the school, he was at the school and he said, the development of the desire for success will determine the level of success achieved. Mm. And it just blew my mind like, man. Say it again. The de- I forgot it. <laughs> wait, hold on. Let me think. The desire. Uh, yeah, the desire. F- wait, no. For the the le- development. It's the development, the, the development of the desire the develop- for success. Okay. Will determine the level of success achieved. Okay. We got news, traffic, and sports right here. We're going to elaborate right. that on that when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More first things first with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Thanks for waking up with Dominique DePrima on KBLA Talk 1580. I never should have let Big Skip get in that chat. Skip Townsend is my guest. 800-920-1580. 800-920-1580. Yeah, I mean, it's so many memories. And, and the thing about it is even for folks that aren't as familiar, these things impacted the culture and the trajectory of Los Angeles. The way that we deal with violence in the streets. The way that the community... Um, response to crises. The fact that we do have, even with the pandemic and some, you know, some um, areas of increased crime overall, it's nothing like it was before the urban peace movement, uh, you know, intervention, prevention. And even like you talk about Jim Brown and Bo getting into it. Yeah, I've been, I was around some of those conversations, but they were back and forth. Like, 
they would be mad at each other, then they'd be back to, it was like a father-son relationship to me. Right. That's how I saw it. It was like they'd be mad, then they're, now they're back together, then they're mad. One time, Bo got mad at me, and Jim was like, he was the, uh, you know, moderator between me yeah. and Bo. <laughs> I mean, it was just the most interesting relationship. So I think all of those things have levels to it, right? I'm just blessed to have been in the room and been a part of it, you know, to be able to see it. And, um, you know, make me want to write a book. And, and You should. And, That'd be amazing. But in that, there's one person I have to name. And I want to give a shout out to Molly Bell. Um, <laughs> you know, because. <laughs> okay, keep, Molly Bell. Yeah, keep me right, Molly. Yeah, so I could talk about Bo Taylor and Looney and all them. But the person who opened up the door and gave me office space, um, 200 North Long Beach Boulevard, was Vicki Lindsay. Um, Rest Vicky, in peace, Vicki Vicky, Lindsay. Vicky, she was a soldier. She was my sister. And then when we got closer, she became my mother. And then I started getting mad at her, and she became my grandmother. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All in one day? <laughs> All in one lifetime. All know? in one lifetime, yeah. Yes, indeed. For sure. I mean, yeah, rest in peace, Vicki. Uh, I had the pleasure of interviewing her over the years and, you know, supporting her work. Um, Project Cry No More. And there's tons of others that, you know, that also made a difference. But Vicky's definitely... Yes. Uh, you know, a pillar in the communities the, or a, was. A pioneer. She, pillar. She actually started the work before Lionel Whiteside, her son, was killed. So imagine that. Imagine helping people. And in the midst of helping people, her own child was murdered. So. It's, it's so terrible. Yes. Um, yeah. And I th when I think of Looney, I, I told you he was in my graduating class of American. Yes. So we were technically uh, classmates in that American curriculum. Um, so it, when he was younger, he hung out. With, he hung out with a guy named D Mac um, and another guy, um, uh, Jovan Bonarice, Lil Earl, and they would wear blue everything, blue shoes, blue belts, walk down the street, and wonder why the bloods was jumping them. And <laughs> so I said, "Let me fix this for you guys." So I'm calling the little guys over there, like, "Man, can you give them a pass?" And Looney, he was Lil Ronnie at the time. He wasn't Looney. He would always say, "I don't need a pass. I'll fight them." And he was the smallest thing, too. You know, I was real small back in the 80s, so he was way smaller than me. So when I fast forward and saw him speaking to the school, and now he's big, he has size, and he has, he had the same confidence. But I was like, man, where are you learning that? And he told me, stop running from Bo. Don't run from Bo Taylor no more. So re really, he's the one who got me in this work. Mm. And it's so different now. I mean, we think of intervention. Prevention is like part of our civic infrastructure at this point right um but and, and you know people are not making fifteen hundred dollars a month anymore right i know one of the first things mayor karen bass did was give intervention prevention workers that are affiliated with the city and grid right. a raise right. so that's good um but is it a is it a dying art i mean are the young is the younger generation coming on board so the younger generation, and, and when I say younger generation, I'm talking about the 13, 15, 17-year-olds. They're not listening to a guy who just turned 59 plus one. Right. So what about what happened to the 20-somethings, the 30-somethings, and the 40-somethings? Sometimes they're not mature enough. It takes special people to do this work. Yeah. So when we go after someone, and, you know, I'm going to speak for myself. When I go after someone... Okay, that, curriculum. Yeah, using that I <laughs> statement. When I go after someone and I want them to do the work, it may not be 
what they want to do. They may want to just be that ambassador. They don't want to go across the city. They don't want to, you know, do the work. The when you say way. ambassador, you're talking about in their own community. In their own community, you right. know, because there are guys I can call who will say, all right, let me work on this. Give, let me, and they'll bring the violence down. But they don't want to come on board. They don't want to do what I do. They don't want to talk about it on the radio. They don't want to go into meetings. They don't want to meet with other people from other neighborhoods. They just want to stop the people close to them. From right. They want to stay c- connected in their own community. We were talking about that um, with Mama Boo, and we were talking about it, um, you know, uh, several other folks that people don't want to disavow their neighborhoods. Right. But you don't necessarily have to do that to be. No, not at all. And you have Mama Boo on your show, too? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you have all the right people on here. Does she <laughs> sing something? Uh, yeah, we played one of her, her songs on the radio. Oh, okay. she, yeah, we sure did. Right. So, okay, so you, um, how do you view, how do you view uh, the state of the city? If you were to give a state of the city address right now uh, for L.A., not just Los Angeles proper, but, you know, the region, what would you say? Where are we at? I would say that we are in a sense of where everything unhealthy has become normal. You know, the homelessness, wow. being, uh, you know, being um, homeless, not not being able to afford proper shelter, um, to think that we're going to solve every problem with prescribing drugs to people and, you know, giving them medication for whatever the ailment is and not talk about rehabilitation let's how do we get there's so many people i just turned 59 plus one but how many people out here are 42 43 and pushing walkers and they're addicted to their medication that's being prescribed by doctors and stuff um this is what's driving the homeless population this was driving the mental health um and then these are the individuals who are raising children uh and then if they're not then a lot of children are going into place okay this is a very like um not optimistic kind of you know, assessment. Are you are you feeling like? Um, are you feeling discouraged? Are you feeling? No, uh, I'm feeling like the energy has to change to where we were dealing with 1,213 homicides a year in the city of LA alone, not including uh, Inglewood, Compton, Azusa, and you know Culver City. Well, now we're not dealing with those numbers. We're dealing with countywide less than 500. But what are our other issues? Do we just ignore them or do we address them that, um, you know, how many homeless people do we have that have children and they're not living with their children? Or, you know, the first thing somebody wants to do is call DCFS and now separate the kids from their parents. So we have a lot of other issues that um, weren't as high as they are now. So it's sort of like we're going to right, have so violence down, but all these other issues right. are up. Um yeah, I, you know what? I've asked this a lot to a lot of people, and I'm going to ask you, why do you think so many of us, and by us, I'm talking about black people right now, are experiencing um, this extreme mental health crisis? I feel like it's more than I've seen in my lifetime Right. of, of us who have either given up or we have gotten to a level of crisis in terms of our well-being, our mental health, where we cannot manage um, ourselves. I think it's embarrassment, to be honest with you, because back in the days, everybody's mother, grandmother had a home, and there was mental health issues. But what would happen is the individuals would self-medicate. They'd go to the store, get a bottle, and they would go home and sleep on the couch in the basement, but now they're outside. And now what we have is individuals have lost the grandmother's house. You know, the house is 
here in California have gone from 30000 to 100000 to where now they're a million dollars. Yeah. Who can go back and, and purchase the home that their their grandparents bought at 30000 or their parents bought at one hundred and fifty, and now they're a million dollars? It, it just doesn't happen. Right, so. and they, they either lost them or they... Or yeah, they're, they're gone. They and lost them or they sold them or whatever happened. So, you know, people are not asking for help. I, I don't I want to point fingers at the church, not in one in particular, but the churches as well, that um, most of the pastors now live in a nice home in Moreno Valley, or but they f- drive back to L.A. to have their Sunday service. So we're not really addressing the community. How do we address the community? The churches have to be open. The pastors have to be willing. Um, We have to create these safe places um, for the homeless. We have to say, let's stop self-medicating. Let's stop thinking that, you know, I I, I like therapy. I like that, but I don't like the prescription that comes with therapy. You need this to calm you down or you need that. I think that it's, um, and it's embarrassing for a man to say I'm depressed. I can't just go on the radio six o'clock in the morning, KBLA, and say <laughs> well, you I'm depressed. Yeah, and I, you know, I mean, people are gonna it's, be right. they're gonna be you know texting me. Uh, man, I heard you was depressed. What's wrong with you? You better man up, and you know those type of things. So I mean, it's right back to you know, don't don't tattletale. Just go beat your brother's right. butt. I mean, exactly. it's the same kind of conversation, really, right? Yeah, don't cry, don't cry. You can cry. <laughs> no, that's why I'm going to leave before Dr. Sunshine gets here. <laughs> uh, well, um, the 10 freeways open, at least. Good news for, uh, really good news, actually. We kind of thought it was going to go on for months and months. They're still going to be working on it, but it opens, it's open now, today. Right. Go uh, go Mayor Bass, right. go Governor Newsom, and everyone, all, all those workers on the ground working right. literally 24 hours a day. Right. So we can drive. And not those be. are great careers, too. <laughs> those are those are more second guys from Second Call. Right. It actually opened last night. Um, so that's amazing. That's really amazing. Uh, try to focus on something positive on your B-Day. Do you have the same birthday as President Biden? I don't know. Apparently, because Molly Bell's in the chat talking about happy birthday, President Biden. Oh, <laughs> so okay. happy birthday to the... Uh, the leader is born on this day. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, we got a lot to talk about. Um, you you are having your own turkey giveaway tomorrow at the Abundant Life. The Abundant Life Church, 3500 South Normandy. Shout out to the new pastor, too, for allowing us to do it. Awesome. Yes. To keep the tradition going. Keep the tradition Tenth, going. Tenth uh, District Council member, member Heather Hutt um, is teaming up with Eunice Hernandez, uh, the CD1, to give away uh, food boxes for the holiday season today. That's um, from 9 to noon at the Normandy Recreation Center. And judging from what Skip is saying, you probably want to get there before 9. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. That's 9 to noon. Normandy Recreation Center is at 1550 South Normandy. They're doing turkey distribution, um, and they are giving away food boxes to go with the turkey. Mothers in Action is part of that. Community Build is part of that. And uh, do you know that's where Rocky used to play little league baseball? Rocky I did not from, know that. From, uh, Unity One, America. I know Rocky. Oh, yeah. yeah, rest he, in that's, peace, that's Rocky. That's where he started doing sports at. Normandy. I did not know that. Yes. Wow, that's wild. So, um, you know, the footprints of activism and people making a difference are everywhere, and I'm glad you know that that people are doing. It reminds me of Dr. Mabel John. She used to do something every Thanksgiving. Rest in peace, Dr. Mabel John. 
she made it to 90 plus four, mm-hmm. <laughs> 89 plus five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, continuing the conversation with Skip Townsend and you, you're invited in 800-920-1580. We are KBLA Talk 1580. A safe place to go loud. loud. A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. Find a righteous rage and don't be afraid to say what you see. We're KBLA Talk 1580. We are, and we are celebrating the birthday of Skip Townsend. We're celebrating the work and the legacy. Um, I think, you know, what you've laid out as far as the state of the city is alarming, but it it's also reflective of what we're seeing and, and doing, you know, walking around, just seeing so many people in misery um, and in need. It's, it is really... It's a lot. And I think it wears on the mental health of the people that are not living in tents, but are struggling to stay housed, right? All mm-hmm. the folks that are paying way too much of the money they make every month to stay housed. Right. And think about how much we pay for entertainment. So we now have the SoFi Stadium. We have the Intuit Dome. Um, they've changed the name of the Staples Center. But how much do we spend in entertainment to go to a Beyonce concert. I heard that was <clears throat> ridiculous. Oh, it was spent amazing. <laughs> I sure okay, did. so I threw a rock into a yeah, pack yeah. of dogs. I, and you. <laughs> I, look, I mean, I I said it on Instagram. It was the Beyonce concert or a new couch. Guess right. who doesn't have a new couch? <laughs> right. So I mean, they you know they have the box seats at the uh. at the, you know for the Rams games, mm-hmm. the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Clippers <laughs> will be in Inglewood soon. So it's it's like. Look at all the money that's spent on entertainment, and are we addressing the issues that some people can't even, you know, spend on on rent? No, it's a great point because it's not just what do I it, do I decide how do I budget my money? Am I going to go to Beyonce or buy a couch? It's also a civic issue. What? How much of the city budgets go to subsidizing a you know crypto arena or you know? providing traffic and all of the, you know, city services that support that, uh, even though I know it brings money into the city, same with the city of Inglewood, how much was spent to support to support a SoFi stadium, as opposed to investing in the human capital, right. which is, you know, those folks that don't have a place to live. Let's, let's invest in the children and not the system. Yeah. Well, so what does that look like in terms of, you know, the average, well, we'll look at that when we come forward. Damn, time flies when you are on the radio. I I, I want to ask you about that though. How pe- people can get involved, at least in the piece that you're doing. Um, we got some folks that want to talk to you. We'll get it all done when we come forward on KVLA Talk 1580. The station you turn to when you've had it up to here with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk 1580. We're not for everybody, but we're for everybody. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. All right, we don't have a, a, a ton of time for my 55 million questions, so we're going to go right to Julie calling from Watts. Good morning, Julie. Good morning, Dominique, and to everyone else. And like Molly Bill said, um, give an honor to God and our righteous ancestors and righteous elders. I want to ask the young man on the phone. I say young man because I'm 62. Uh, He's in the studio, but okay, go ahead. For information on how to get in touch with you, because Dominique, you know, you and Melina know how what we go through in LA watching my story from yeah. front page to, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Yeah, so real simple. Um, I can give you my office number. It's 323-763-2888. And uh, my email is simply my name. It's Skip, S-K-I-P-P, at uh, secondcall.org. And second is not spelled out. It's the number 2, N-D. C A L L dot org. Yeah. Yeah. Um, skip with two P's at second call dot org um, or three, two, three, seven, six, three, twenty eight, eighty eight. The office number. Um, folks can come to the giveaway tomorrow. Yes. Meet 35th up at, and Normandy. Yeah. 35th and Normandy. Or, just, the uh, or they can also go online and look at what we do at www dot second call dot org. Number two, ndcall.org. Yeah. Um, there's lots of ways to get involved, right? Yes. I mean, there, you can volunteer. You can yes. come to the life skills yes. training classes. which Every uh, Thursday, 35th and North. The same place we give away 800 turkeys, the same place we give away life skills and careers. And we'll have about 30 people, maybe 35, show up. Whereas we give away turkeys, we'll have about 1,000 people. Wow. And yeah. that's um Well, I mean people responding to their need. They need they need life skills too, I get it. Right. But um but you know, I, I think we're wired to chase, you know, food. Right. And okay. companionship. Let me put it like <laughs> that. <laughs> food and companionship. No, you you don't buy that? No, I I think that um people want uh would rather get a fish dinner than for me to give them a fishing pole and give them a ride to the pond where the fish is. Mm. That's how I see it. Okay, so why do you keep doing it then? You 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 seem like you're you know you're skeptical of people or you're not optimistic about the state of the city, but you show up and suit up every day. Because I see the development and growth. Um, guys like Blue and Mo Dog and Long Beach, uh, local Mike on the East Side, Gertz and Cynthia Nunn and Compton, and you know there's so many people that are gravitating towards uh and 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 one of them uh tanya is she's not gonna give me credit because she likes to fight but you know she's one too that said well help me show me Uh, you know and she's been doing excellent in this work so when i see the people that i've mentored the same way looney and Bo and james ingram and jim brown and harry belafonte mentored me i got so much to give back you know and yeah that's why so you're paying it forward i'm paying it forward you know Mm, minute and a half here Yes. What do you want to say to us today on your solar, the day of your solar return? Um, I would like to say that I am truly grateful. I am humbled. And I, if I could share that with everybody that uh, I don't give advice, but I would like for everybody to humbly just be grateful that we have every opportunity, every blessing. I don't want to look at anything as a problem. I want to look at it as an opportunity to do better, to learn. So Why don't you give advice? I don't give advice because um, I'd rather just share my experience and let a person take it or not take it as opposed to be sitting there saying, no, you should do this and this is what you should do. Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to do that. I don't want to tell somebody what they should Mm. do. I was wondering if it was connected to, you know, one of the things that the Mirai Can curriculum had that uh, the second call curriculum also has is making I statements instead of saying people uh, boy, I think Trump needs that curriculum. Right. People are saying. Right. No, you, it, it's I think. I. Well, yeah. And, and it, the I statement actually has changed my life. Really? Yeah, I go everywhere and I speak in public and 
it's because of the way I speak. I speak it. I speak the same way Looney speak, with the confidence and the I statement. So, people well, don't it's know true. Where I got if it it's from. Fr- if if it's from you, right. if I'm talking for me, you can't dispute it because I'm telling you what I think or how I feel. Or how you I cannot feel. dispute how I feel. Right. All right. Yeah, it's verifiably coming from the source. Yes, indeed. Skip Townsend, thank you for coming by and spending the beginning of what I hope is an amazing solar return with us yes, on that Scorpio Sagittarian. Nah, it's a straight Scorpio. I straight got two Scor- more days until the Sagittarian. <laughs> nah, I, don't, I don't share you that. Don't, you I don't, don't claim that. that. Nah, you don't it's claim all Scorpio. <laughs> I got Scorpio attitude, Scorpio behavior. Okay. <laughs> well, that means he's deep. All right. Time to call me. 800-920-1580. We got the Mindful Monday. Then we're going to talk. So much going on. KBLA Talk 1580.